All right, here we go. What's an incident manager class? What is an IM? What's incident manager? We get questions about it all the time. And there's some confusion on how that relates to incident command and if those two terms are interchangeable. So we're breaking it all down this week. Here we go. Let's go. All right, so instant manager, instant command. People always ask me, well, we just train everybody instant command. There are differences. The first thing is there's an EAP and an ERP. What's an EAP? EAP is the emergency action plan. That's like bomb threat, tornadoes, violence in the workplace, fire. active shootings, fire, all yeah. these the chemical exposure, but not crazy hazmat. And that's, that's one interpretation of EAP, right? and that's the most common at our locations. However, the confusion comes in is IAR, uh, the refrigeration side has a version of what they call an EAP, and that's basically a more defensive response to chemical leaks. So they have EAP and ERP that they use from the refrigeration side. And so there's a little bit confusion on, is it only relating to chemical events or is it related to everything? Right. And, and so for the purpose of this episode, we're going to use it as it relates to everything. Yeah, so EAP is kind of everything. ERP is actually responding. They responded to a chemical leak. So that's that's a very good. So first of all is every business pretty much has an EAP. Every business has the list of things that go, okay, we have a bomb threat, you're going to do this. We have a medical event, we're going to do this. They have all this list of all things they're going to do in the EAP. Yeah. And then they have who's going to do it. And they're going to say manager Joe in that role is going to do it. Okay, but. Who's saying that though? Usually it comes from safety. Yeah. Safety's like, oh, they should do yeah. that. And it goes in a nice file in the computer and it gets stored. Okay. But, manager but, A never gets told. Yeah. So manager <laughs> A needs to be told. And, and they got to have some training. So that's yeah. the first thing. So first of all, you decide in your EAP what you're going to have or not have. But then whatever you say they're going to do, you got to train people on that. That's the first thing. Yeah. All right. The second Well, one, for, the first thing would be letting them know what they're responsible Oh, by the for. way, thanks for your promotion, but now you got to do this, right? Yeah. So, okay. All right, the second one is you got to look at your audience. And that is, say Jen got promoted yesterday and now she's a new manager. Woo-woo. Right, maybe like a vice president. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> fast promotions in our company. <laughs> so, so what we do then is, is we don't know if she's had medical background or training. Her complete background is different than mine. I become a manager. You give me emergency. I've had lost training. You give her an emergency. She never had any. So she had to learn all of those training and skill sets in the job by the employer teaching her. I did. So that's what you have to look at your audience. You also have the stress. Some people don't handle stress very well. No. Whenever they have, I remember the first three, four times I did compressions, I was pretty freaked out. And after you get that through you do better and better but well, if you don't believe that talk to a brand new emt yeah. about their first car wreck so you got to look at your audience and you've got to be realistic what you can or cannot ask the people to do. you have to say at this like emt we see plants say well we're going to first spawners or emts right sometimes you got to be like maybe that's not our skill set and we let the agencies do it from that point on well yeah we've heard like bls like basic life support als advanced life support right. and, and yeah so you got to look at your audience there so like number three is you're managing. That's the part you got to remember. Everyone can say we have managers. Everyone can say we have a, maybe or maybe not have a possible heart attack. So most plants, companies train someone first aid CPR as as a buffer. The person doing the first aid CPR is not always the manager. The manager is managing the scene. The manager is calling 911. The manager's seeing security. The manager's, are they hot or cold because they're outside in the parking lot? The manager is managing all of this. 
They're not doing the compression. So what we say is, okay, how do we manage it? Well, there's also now different liability from managing the the compressions. I've had training on to how to do the compressions. Well, how are you really managing? I may not have any training. I got some training. How are you really doing that? And we have a first aid episode, Joe. I can't remember what episode. I think it's number 42. 42. So we kind of talk about some of the things that they don't cover as it relates to industrial locations having first aid CPR. So what you got to think about is you got to think about there's arc flesh events on all these events that people have that fell or caught in or or a seizure or wherever that happens. And and we've we've worked a ton of those events. And I will tell you, you can tell who's been through stuff like that before and who hasn't. And the only way to bridge that gap should not be I worked there 10 years and seen it before. It should be... I have training, and this is how I'm going to manage it. Yeah, so how do you decide who gets the training? It can't just be, well, I've been here longer than anybody. That doesn't mean that you know how to do triage. If I'm a new manager, we've got to train you. When you think about emergency management or incident management, what we're really talking about is managing the entire scene and that entire area, as well as taking care of a victim right. and dealing with everybody else to make sure there are no more and you're protecting dignity at the same time. That is not skill sets that you're going to learn just by virtue of being a manager at a plant for 10 years. So you the, just, you won't. The neighbor next door ends up having a chemical leak, the plant does. You're not activating your IC or hazmat because you're not doing hazmat. You're activating your instant manager who's doing evacuations, who's doing yeah. headcount. Who's doing or, assembly or points sheltering or in place, shelter in place, shutting down the it, HVAC. It, it, we're not, we're not yeah. in those other stages. So you got to look at how it, how it moves at that location and give those people the training. So look at your audience, figure out what kind of training they need, but then give them the training. So for example, if you go to one of our, our IM classes, we just basically say, all right, let's just take everybody in the class. Everybody's got to do the role. Everybody's yep. got to understand it. Everybody's got to discuss it. It can't just be also two or three. It's got to be everybody understands where it is, including the liability. What can I not do? I have to yeah. be able to say, you know, I was I was an EMT for a while, so because I was a Navy corpsman. Well, there was certain things I could not do. You mm-hmm. have to know that cutoff. That's just as important as anything else. This is not my role. This is fire. This is my role. This is ammo. It's not my role. You yeah. got to know that cutoff because you can't aggravate things. Well, and so one of the things that we've heard, incident command when you're talking about OSHA code is I am a manager managing a hazmat scene. When they talk about incident command, that's the language that OSHA uses to describe doing that task. And so we hear about liability falls on the incident commander if things go sideways. But really, that's a manager directing work or directing a task. And that's why we say that. Same goes for incident manager. If you're a manager and you're directing a task and you cause further harm or harm to no additional training. people because yeah. you've not had any training on that, that there's liability in that Correct. for it's that individual manager as well as the company. It's standard because of care. You have to give standard of care. And, and yep. we've got to provide folks training on the tasks we expect them to Absolutely. do. Disclaimer, this is our opinions based on our experiences, based on Joe's experiences as a medic and and doing all that and then being on scene for some of these. Take it how you want. Make sure you're doing a risk assessment. Do what feels best and seems right for your location. Number four. All right. These are the things you do not want to cover instant management. I'm going to start with the first one because it's not on the list, but do not make it three days. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because no manager is going to agree to pull everybody out for three days to get the train. They're not yeah. going to do it. Yeah. Make it real. So it, what we try to do is we tell people, here's a certain block of time you're going to do it, but it's got to be feasible. They'll actually do it. Yeah. The idea is not to have two train. The idea is to have 
trained on all the different shifts and the different environments yeah. so we can cover the events. Yeah, you are never going to get a manager out of class for eight hours a day over three to four days. No, to, not year after real. year after year. It's yeah. got to be real. Yeah. All right, so, so now here's what it's not. The first, so also just to throw this out here, if you're sitting here listening to the episode and you're like, you know what, our EAP is not up to where we want it to be. It doesn't really cover some of the stuff that you're talking about. Refer back to episode number 31. It breaks down all of the stuff that your EAP should have. It's a really great intro to what our coaching site looks like. So if you need more support beyond that, allensafetycoaching.com, that's a great place for it. Otherwise, you can go to allen-safety.com for in-person IM training. We can You can get scheduled. That's the only sponsors today. we got. So that's, yeah, it's just us. So <laughs> if you want an in-person incident manager class and somebody to actually just walk you through this in person, you don't want the responsibility of doing it yourself, that's we, fine. we do those too. So. Yeah. All right, so what is the training not? So this should not be done 100% online. So I know I'm like, hey, you know, 31 tells you it does not provide a certificate to be an incident manager, though. It just tells you what you should consider, what should be covered in your training, how you pick a trainer. So the training itself should not be done online because it needs to be very site-specific. Here's your high stand. Here's your exit routes. How are we going to move them from we set here our, to there? Because we said our EAP is for here. Yes. So that's the other side. So the uh, reverse side of that coin is it can't be generic then either. So the reason why it can't be done online is because it's got to be site specific. It's got to be very custom to your staff, your locations, your rooms, your departments, and and what the configuration of equipment is in those areas where your you stairs that, are. You still got to go back and do it there. Yes. So you yes. St- so you if you want to do that as part of this, but you still got to go back and do. You still got to make it site specific. Yeah, no you, you do. You absolutely do. They've got to know how to do it here in my area if that's my responsibility. Yep. The next thing is this is not awareness level. This is not orientation, and we go through emergency stuff every year, and it's awareness level. Everybody in the entire location gets it. This is not that because it's got to be next level. If that's what we're training everybody on. Well, then we've got to have some really, just think of it as an advanced training because we're asking people to manage scenarios. So we got to give them some tools to do that. You would train managers on how to manage the employees from HR side. You, this is all it is. Well, I hope you, you are. Employees. <laughs> I, hope, I hope you are. Right, what's next? The next thing is this is not the entire plant either. This is my supervisors, superintendents, and managers. And that's it. So I'm not even probably training leads on this no. stuff because if it, you are an individual that is representing the company in that moment, directing work, and so you've got to be manager level to do some of that stuff or supervisor level. This is also not Good Samaritan. Good Samaritan's not going to help you because you're in the workplace. You're not on a sidewalk waiting for the bus. You're not, you know, just at a grocery store. You are in a work setting covered under work things. So you've got to have some specific training. Good Samaritan's not going to help you there. Um, or so, fishing expo. Okay. Yeah, we're at a fishing expo. Yeah. I, guess. I don't know. <laughs> so just kind of things to keep in mind when, when you're working through this. So the physiological response that most of us have in a crisis or emergency moment is you're going to have either a fight or a flight or a freeze. You're going to have something like that happen, generally speaking. And so we want to make sure that if our response is either we're going to do something or nothing or run away, that we play like we practice. And what that means is we want to be going over verbally. Here's how we're going to respond. You're going to go here. Let's go out and walk it out. Let's maybe do some drills because that way it's not so scary. It's not the first time they're having to implement these things. They've gone through the motions before. We want it to be almost second nature. But the biggest thing is we want to give them the details on how to do it so we're not putting them in a they're weird gonna place. They're going to do something within the first three minutes. Yeah. Right, wrong, different. They're going to do something. You want to direct the action. Nothing. You want to yeah. direct the action. The, the biggest thing is we've had managers who have been standing there when 
and events have gone down and done nothing because they were in freeze mode and they or they just couldn't do it. Or right. we've had managers jump into action with basically the fight response and do something and it made it work. Pull somebody's arm out of, co- of a conveyor and damage the ligaments, tendons, you know, tissue, bones, made it way worse. Instead of just cutting something. off the equipment, stopping it and cutting them out of it and taking them out of it. They ripped their arm out. Well, that, that made it worse. And we can't do that as a management team. So we've got to talk through, here's how we're going to do this. Here's the game plan. Let's kind of run through it a few times so that we give them the tools to, to make sure that everybody's okay. That's that. So number one, get a plan together. Number two, figure out the audience and how you're going to train and what you're going to do. Number three, Look at all the management styles of realistic things you're going to do there and yep. from the liability side. Yep. And number four, all the things that you don't want to cover because, again, you can't pull them up for three days, eight hours. It's not yeah. Yeah. So you got to be very Make it detailed. realistic. Make it real. What are we going to do here in the snowstorm at 2 a.m. with a new manager? What yep. are we going to do? And yeah. then you go from there. Yeah. So. All right. Well, you can check us out on social media. Joe and I are both on LinkedIn. We've got a Facebook. We've got Instagram. We've got TikTok. Allen Safety LLC is our handle for pretty much everything, or Joe Allen, Jen Allen on LinkedIn and stuff. So you can check us out on social media. We post different videos of training and yeah. just fun things to think about. And make sure, if you haven't, sign up for IIAR. It's March, Orlando. I'm speaking. I would love to see you. So come visit me, and we can chat. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Have a great week. Listening to Safe, Efficient, Profitable, a worker safety podcast. If you're looking for more in-depth discussions or step-by-step solutions on all of the different safety and regulatory topics, please visit us at www.allensafetycoaching.com for web-based virtual coaching and training or at www.allen-safety.com to book our team for on-site services, training sessions, to order merchandise, to learn more about our team and what services we provide in the field, or just simply to request a topic for us to cover on our next podcast. If you found today's podcast helpful and would like to support our podcast further, please help us by subscribing, liking, and sharing this podcast with anyone that could benefit from the information we cover here as that helps us to continue to put out this free content. Thank you so much for your support.